0: location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes find them online at the fitnessmarket.com
1: now here's mark ennis and biggest biscuit also
0: known as dave skull so said,
2: welcome now, into
1: the drive here on 93.9 TheVille. mark ennis dave skull it's a stupid cold again not in the mood for this i was ready to move on mentally uh, from all of this but david <laughs> silly, <go>, silly boy <laughs> before we get uh, oh i know this i knew better but Come i just on. was hoping yeah. yeah uh before we we get into anything too terribly specific can we all just pause for just a moment pour one out for the face mask oh, josh man. Pastner out of georgia tech everybody take a pause think to yourself for just a moment there oh, we go all right peter a real one there exactly exactly Josh Passner out of Georgia Tech. It's that time of year. Uh, the coaching carousel is going to be a little bit uh, wild again uh, this year. And I framed this. I was thinking about various ways to to start thinking about what's starting for Louisville quite literally today. Uh, and, I, Dave, I, this is the first day of the rest of our Kenny Payne lives, like right here, today. It starts today with Dennis Evans and his family are going to show up this weekend. And Kamari Lands is on his way out, <laughs> and, and we will get into the the details of all of that, as well as a little bit of sound from uh, Paul B and Cardi. Some pretty encouraging stuff about some of the guys that are coming in for Louisville uh-huh. already. Uh, but this is it, Dave. Like we are starting right now, today, trying to move forward from this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, we said this the other day that, that it was going to start in earnest. Um, I I said that I would ex- I would expect something. Like I wouldn't be surprised if something happened before the weekend, and lo and behold, we got an announcement on Friday uh, from the first of what I think is going to be many players on the way out of this program. Um, not my number one, like what I thought was going to happen, necessarily. Uh, I think Kamari was on our short list of players we might like to see back uh, for most play, most people, most fans, but um, clearly just by the, by the statement that Kamari put out there, he he called it he tagged it a a mutual decision which certainly sounds like the coaching staff probably knew that they were ready to move on from him which is a little surprising i thought kamari Lance had a lot of potential obviously he had work to do on the defensive end and rebounding and i think that he has the ability he was a highly touted recruit he was to top 50 in most rankings um i think he'll have an opportunity to get on with a a good uh a good situation, if he hits the right situation with the right coach, he might, he might blossom next year.
1: So, yeah, the, the big news of the day and the first real piece, uh, concretely, uh, in terms of exits, uh, is that Kamari Lands is leaving and that it is a uh, – he himself has said, I guess, that it's a, a mutual decision. Yeah. Uh, and for me, like it's interesting because that's one – I'm with you – that's one we would have thought about uh, as they would positively want him back. Mm-hmm. And so to hear that he's not that they were you know hey you should go on you know this is mutual, it makes you wonder. My first like my gut reaction to that was, do they want anyone back? That's what I was saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. like are we
2: are we just or are we completely wrong and like the guys that we thought were definitely out the door like they're the only ones that are coming back? Like, oh, this is gonna be a, like so can you imagine if we, backwards? Well, yeah, we do the
1: show on Monday. And the only guy left on the roster is Sidney Curry. I know, <laughs> you know? It's like Sidney Curry and Rose Holy Wheeler.
2: God. They are like, oh, it's like the two names we don't know the first anything. out of our out of our mouths. Like they're definitely gone. And on Monday, it's going to be like Sid Curry, Rose Wheeler, and like Fabio Basili. Like, oh.
1: It it okay. is interesting. It is an interesting kind of recalibration uh, of maybe where they are drawing lines on on who and what they want back, you know, on the roster. Uh, and and I think. Dave, there's, there's really two ways to look at this. And isn't that the truth about how this year has gone, that there's two ways? It's proven to be there's two ways to look at just about everything that's happened this year. Uh, and so on the one hand, on the, I guess, like sort of in the pro, uh, like this could be a good sign or whatever, uh, that they're not fooling around in terms of turning over the roster that even a guy like Kamari Lance isn't safe, you know, that they feel like they are they, they can do better uh, and that they need to do better at that spot or that he doesn't fit or what have you. Because I think I agree with you, for the most part this year, he was a guy that was a largely a net positive for the team. Nobody was – I don't think anybody's essential. If they literally did not return a single person on this roster next year outside of maybe for just because of what went into him coming year, I don't think that anyone would be shot.
2: Oh, no, Nobody's indispensable. I tried to be clear about that when we had our conversations talking about who who we might bring back and who might be uh, important or, or you know, key to their plans going forward. And, and even after we were, like, power ranking them and 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 saying, like, well, these are the four, I think that the two of us were basically agreeing, like, yeah, Kamari, Mike James, JJ, uh, and probably a, a core four, you know, because we've seen, like, two games of a core four, and we expect you don't enroll midseason unless you're planning on being here. Like, those were the four, and then – like, mm, Brandon Huntley-Hatfield's one that I – that would be my fifth, you know, going forward. And and even when we said that, I, we had people texting, like, well, that's a lot of guys, and why would you want this many people back, and this and that. And it's like, look, I, I'm telling you, even if I'm t- saying, like, I like Mike James a lot, nobody who I've listed is indispensable. Like, if you can find replacements that are more talented, that are going to help you win games next year, I get it. Like, it sacrifices continuity – and individual growth with the players, like, it absolutely does. Uh, but that's out the window right now with what happened this year. Like, it's – it's you can't get too sensitive. Like, I, we're likely looking at, with Kamari Lands being gone, we're likely looking at all three of the incoming freshmen from this past season probably gone. Like, I would assume so. I could be wrong. But if you asked me before today – Which one of the three is most likely coming back? It was Kamari Lance. And he's gone. (laughs) So, unless we've just got it completely wrong.
1: Well, it's interesting because I think if it truly was mutual, and I have no reason not to believe that because I think Kamari has no motivation to say that it was mutual if it wasn't. You yeah. know, like yeah. if he just wanted to leave, no one thinks less of him at all for right. wanting to leave this year. So for him to this say that. This is what opens and, the
2: door to speculation. Like his, yeah, yeah. That's
1: exactly right. I think the fact that this is mutual, I would think if you if you have anything left in you, if you're a, your Grinch-sized heart has any blood still flowing in it towards basketball, that you might actually draw a little bit of encouragement from it, not in the sense that you're, you're happy to lose him necessarily, because I would have. Been absolutely fine with them bringing him back. But if it's really true, this is a mutual decision, then they've drawn a pretty high line for what they're not interested in doing for a year or two, and that's good. You should be happy
2: about that, right? Yeah, I, I guess as long as they can execute bringing in the players. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I totally agree. With I'm trying to make it as statement. narrow as I can. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know what I mean? sure. Like that narrow statement, I'm with you. But they need to make sure they can execute bringing in players that are going to be better than every single player they bring it that, that, that left you know like every single replacement needs to be a net positive for next year and that's what's going to have to be for them to be successful anyway so i, I don't know it, it's um like the way you have to look at it from from this perspective is kamari's gone it was mutual obviously the coaches are fine with it if that's the truth like every departure has to be viewed as a chance to upgrade the roster nobody is indispensable on this roster but you need to make sure you're not just turning it over to turn it over. You know, like it's not it's not great to look at it and say, well, I'm not sure. Like we didn't see a lot of growth between last year's team, anybody who came back, and, and this year. Like I'm not sure if we can count on major growth from, from one year to the next. And at this point you're just you're just kind of like, well, maybe this is the best for them is <laughs> to completely turn over the roster, or at least most of it.
1: Well, and and now you know. Even with I think some of the improved play a little bit at the end of the year from some guys, never the team. And I want to make that clear.
2: Mm-mm.
1: The individuals did did some better things, but I think overall the team was really kind of the same thing all year. Uh, and, and it's pretty obvious now with the news again that kind of mutually, Kamari Lands is headed to the transfer portal when it opens. What the thirteenth, I think, is it when it's official. That they are going to err on the side of discontinuity. Yeah, Monday, Monday they, yeah. yeah, they are going to err on the side of if even if it's even 50-50, we let's just go ahead and give everyone a fresh start. Yeah. And I I think it it feels to me like there's going to be it's it's a move that telegraphs Kenny knows they've got to be a lot better next year, not just improved. Because Lands is he might think he's, like, a, a future NBA player or something, but I think physically and in terms of what we saw this year, he didn't look like a guy that's going to gonna have, like, a great NBA career or anything. He's a guy that needs some development. He should be prepared to play three years in college, I think.
2: Uh, for sure. Uh, but,
1: I, but I don't think he thinks that, and so he's going to go look for, for a better opportunity somewhere else. But for me, it's Kenny, I think, kind of communicating, or, or at least whether he intends to or not, they're they don't really feel like they've got tons of time for development. Everyone who shows up here from now on has got for next year has got to be able to make an impact next
2: year. I agree. That's why again, Karon Davis seems such a weird thing. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know if Kamari Lands thinks that he's a he's a one year college player, two year college player. I don't know if he knows that or not. I don't know if he thinks that or not. I just think he looked around and and obviously there was issues or there was mutual. Whatever that may mean, I don't want to speculate too much, but obviously the coaches were fine with them moving on. I I just know that he looked around and, and probably said, this is not the best place for me to attain my goals, regardless of what those goals are. And I'll be interested to see what the market is for him out there. Uh, there's a lot of people throwing a lot of stuff around. I mean, I, I just threw out there casually, like I think he could be a very good player for somebody else, and I got attacked for it from somebody. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, well. Like I just obviously it wasn't the right fit for him. He gets the right coach. He's like the right coach, you know. Like yeah, I'm, like I'm sorry if that offends your sensibilities. Like this wasn't the right fit for him. Um, but uh, he was recruited by Arizona State, uh, Memphis, Kansas, Texas Tech, Xavier. He was previously committed to Syracuse, and I think one of his stated reasons for decommitting was the lack of NIL Straight opportunities. Up NIL. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is originally from Indianapolis. I know that he. His last year of high school I think he was in Arizona though. So um it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Uh whether this is just a hey, maybe he's not that good situation or maybe it's a Bryce Hopkins situation where he doesn't get a lot of playing time in his first spot. And he moves on to the second place and and blows up. Although it it wasn't that's not really a, a parallel because Kamari got a lot more time than Bryce Hopkins and I don't think he's Bryce Hopkins, but I think you never know.
1: The- the best, I don't think he is either. I no, that's best, not what I'm
2: saying. I'm just saying, like, he could, he could he, uh, similarly, he could go somewhere else and thrive. The
1: best part of this for me, and it, it doesn't make the basketball team necessarily any better, but it's consistent with the message that the teams are, that the players are like an issue, right? Because yeah. I think one of the things you and I have, have said uh, more than once is it doesn't make any sense to be like, what are you going to do with these freaking guys? Uh, and then bring them all back. Or yeah. Bring a lot of them back, you know. And so if the bar is going to be set at I don't even want Kamari Lands to come back. Well, and this thing is going to be a whole lot different next year for better or for worse. They're they are they are unplugging it and they are plugging it back in. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like yeah, that's absolutely. that's what's going to happen next year.
2: Well, and that's what the, the truth is. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're leaning hard into that, which they have Uh, leaning hard into the the you know these players run culture coachable or these players are not the type of players that we want here that narrative then you can't bring back a big portion of the roster i mean you should lean towards discontinuity as you said you should lean towards overturning the roster uh if that's going to be your talking points because there's I mean, next year's on you either way. Whether you decide to, to bring back the guys that you deemed uncoachable or do you decide to completely turn over the roster, there's no excuse next year. I mean, it's on you. Um, by you meaning, you know, Kenny Payne and the coaching staff. Like, I just – this is another step towards that. And, I mean, good luck, man. That's, that's this, is, this is all yours now, KP.
1: Well, and I think in light of this, it's t- – it's totally conceivable to me that they will bring back from the team we just watched, hopefully, Mike James, J.J. Trainer, and Emmanuel Accorfor. and I, that might be it.
2: Eric Crawford had tweeted out that he thought J.J., Mike James, Okorafor, and Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Um, yeah,
1: I, I think that might be your four people for next year's team, which is fine. I'm fine with it. I understand that. But setting it up you know, that highly, I, I think it's encouraging for the finality of next year. Is that? I hope that, that phrasing it that way makes sense. It's encouraging in the sense that next year is going to be way more exactly what everybody wants, just in terms of us being able to sort of lay this at the feet of somebody. If you're going to bring in, say, nine new players between the transfer portal and, and signees – well, that's that's all your guys. And so everything that happens next year is going to be laid right at the feet of the people that you either, apparently, judging by our texters and listeners, think can't do anything right or think can't do anything wrong. Right. But it's it's all his next year. And he either gets to have a victory lap over, over Mark Blankenbaker or something uh, or you or me or uh, – Less, we're not in the same category as Mark. Mark's done with him already. Uh, but <laughs> I'm clear. Or Blake gets to have yeah. a victory lap next year. It's one or the other.
2: Yeah. Where I'm, whereas like I'm not. We all know where I'm at, you know. Or I don't think there's any indications. Where are you at, Dave? We, oh, I'll say for the hundredth time, you know, I don't think there's any indications at this point that Kenny Payne's the guy. But I'd love to be proven wrong, and I'm looking for them. You know, that's where I'm at. I like Kenny a lot, and I hope it works out. You know and at this point i'm reduced to an observer you know to see to see what happens um this off season like i i i, I wish it wasn't happening to the program i love because it'd be fascinating if it was somebody else i think i've said that like a dozen times in the last 10 years <laughs> it's a diff- about different things that have happened to the university of louisville uh and their basketball and football programs but it's I don't know, man. I just know that like it's it's funny. I could throw out what I think is a relatively banal tweet, where I said, I mean, it says it's a value statement on what I think about Kamari Land's potential. But I say, I think he's gonna, do, you know, he could be a really good player for somebody else, and like somehow that's, I said, if he finds the right situation, the right coach, and then I got people calling that a dumbass opinion. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I'm sorry that that offends your sensibilities. That I'm somehow calling out Kenny Payne. Wait, like you're saying
3: people on Twitter were completely out of line and right? you know, overreacted?
2: <laughs> it was just really funny to me because I was like, "Man, I didn't expect to get that from that." But man, hey, it's all good. Dave, I
1: I wanted to say two things, not at all related to the conversation. Let's do it. The, is it skinny first, pop time or no? Well, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, the first, the first thing is you just you, you use the word "banal," which is a tremendous usage of that word. Well, thank you. I hate that word, though. <laughs> it's one of my least favorite words, but it, it, it was the perfect word. So well done on that, even though I hate that word. But we did have a text into the UPS shops text line suggesting this, lands hit the portal because there isn't a bag of skinny pop left in the city of Louisville to buy. <laughs> Thanks, biscuits, mom. <laughs> I'm laying this at your feet.
2: She's up to 30 bags.
1: Three straight okay, days, so, ten a day. So biscuit, I saw you tweet a little bit about this. That if you've ever watched on A and E, like the show Hoarders or whatever, biscuit's mom has become <laughs> a hoarder of Skinny Pop popcorn that they sell in the giant, like the tribal giant size bags Costco at, bags, at yeah. Costco. Right, trash bag then, of Skinny Pop. She has how how many would you say? How many bags does she have right now?
2: I believe she's at thirty right now. It's been Three straight days, ten each day. Like it's serious business. Days. Is there a max ten she can buy? Is I'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. It's not like, like I Man, think it... <laughs> save some for the rest of us. That's right. There's a there's a there's a limit on the items at Costco. Um, I love popcorn, Dave. Oh, I do I... too. But I love like buttery, salty popcorn. Right. <laughs> that's I was skinny say pop.
1: Skinny pop, pop? is
2: barely popcorn. It's, it's
1: just corn.
2: That's what I'm like. It's it, I don't love it, but people go crazy for it. That's fine. Apparently whatever. so. Yeah, people being my mom, my mom's people. Um, <laughs> this is not the first time I've taken a picture of the mountain of Skinny Pop before. Uh, they were low. They've been out for a while, and finally Costco ran another special, and she's just like, well, you're saving 250 a bag, so I've got 30 bags, so I've saved, you know, $75. <laughs> it's like you've spent $150 on Skinny Pop in the last three days. Are you sure you've saved... Seventy-five dollars. It's it's uh. It's incredible. Like when I talk about it, people think I'm exaggerating, and now the world knows the truth. I'm not exaggerating. Would you
3: see now, AMC is selling movie popcorn and with streaming movies and everything. They're starting to basically tell people, don't ever go to the movie theater ever yeah. again. Because at least you don't have to. Well, see they're Nicole saying Kidman commercial. we know you're not coming to the exactly. movie.
2: Theater. Yeah, we've accepted yeah. our fate.
3: Nicole Kidman drove everyone away. Tom what? Cruise tried his
1: best to save it. How did Nicole Kidman drive them away? You know the, com-
3: the commercials right before you see the movie, and oh, okay. I
2: was like, "Is there something specific that I'm missing
1: here?" I was about to
3: say, "What did Nicole Kidman do?" Tom really Cruise, ex-husband, tried really hard to Tom, save it with you know. Tom Cruise is also driving people
2: away. He drove people Tom there good last Maverick year. Top Gun Maverick did, did not. They drove people back to the theaters. Fair enough. It was incredible. So good, but yeah, no, the the. The Skinny Pop thing, like, if you need a Skinny Pop plug, like, I'm pretty sure her master plan is just, like, people are going to they're, they're gonna run out of places to go, and it's like buying the, the hot present at Christmas. You know what I mean? People are going to have to call her and, and, and pay double for the Skinny Pop bags.
1: Texture says this, and I thoroughly agree, by the way. All things considered, the thing I missed the most during the pandemic was movie theater popcorn with fake butter. You, you can make it at home, but it's not the same. Dave, I've tried everything. I've bought everything. Yeah. I've come reasonably close, but it still feels like there's a fixed gulf between whatever you can make at home and whatever they make at the movies. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's cocaine or whatever they put in it. That's, you know, it's. And they you can't do it.
2: Yeah. can't do it. So I, I am a popcorn connoisseur. People talk about their love. I am a popcorn connoisseur. I have an oil popper at home. Uh, I have worked on my my formula for years, but even then, it's not exactly the same as movie popcorn. It is a different taste, but there's a certain ratio of the Orville Redenbacher popping and topping uh, oil and actual butter that you need to mix together uh, to make a uh, a pleasing topping to your popcorn. And I also get actual and it's important the the, the brand you get, but just the finely ground popcorn salt some of them are good some of them aren't so good and i'm not talking about buttery flavored or anything like that it's straight you know finely ground popcorn salt um and you can only I, the one that i like i can only find at meyer and i've i've ordered some from like wayfair and stuff like that in the past that have been good
3: how mad are those people going to be when they buy amc popcorn and they don't get the butter that they expect <laughs>
2: it's got i mean it, there's nothing like it like you can't get like movie theater you know orville Redenbach or anything. Like none of it really works the pour over is decent but it's it's yeah, it's not a, it's not something I mess around with. That's why, like, I popcorn is way too important to me to uh, to waste like time with skinny pop. It's a and your mom it's not agrees. Thing for me.
1: She, your mom popcorn is very important to her too. It really is,
2: so. but she but she will reduce herself to skinny pop. Obviously, like those like, thirty she bags will be gone in two weeks. Yeah. Oh wow! No, I am kidding. It won't. They, it'll it'll last them. They are stocking up. It will last them. Those are massive bags. I Does can't she sell it. No, she doesn't sell it. She okay. they will her and my dad who gave up salty snacks for Lent, so he won't be eating any Skinny Pop until after Easter, in theory. Um, The two of them will take, I don't know like how often they go through a bag, maybe two a week or something like that, or I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't done a study on this. But this will last them probably through summer vacation. We go on vacation in July, uh, and they might bring a couple of those on vacation. Or she'll probably go back and get more bags tomorrow, and then it'll last them through.
1: Was there a time where she ran out, and it was it was like
2: traumatic for her? It's not traumatic; is a strong word. Okay. (laughs) Traumatic is a strong word. (laughs) But there have been times like her origin story, like her origin story of of being the Skinny Pop hoarder, is because there have been times when Costco, when Skinny Pop goes on sale at Costco, that it runs out really quickly. People love Skinny Pop; they love it.
1: I'm glad, by the way, that a texter has texted in uh, knowing about Flavacol. It is glorious, and you are absolutely right, texter, for suggesting that in your homemade popcorn. It is tremendous. It really does. Uh, it's the, it'll help you get as close as you can at home uh, for popcorn. But a texter says, just tuned in. Love the show. Love the popcorn talk. Have you guys heard the Kamari Man? Kamari Lands is
2: leaving. <laughs> yes. Believe it or not, we let off the show with yeah. Kamari Lands. We just yeah, we took a left it. turn into popcorn immediately.
1: It it is a a you know, a level setting of what the offseason it sounds like is, is going to be like for Louisville because I think he's a guy that could have gone in either direction. He's a guy you could have very easily seen Kenny being like I need you to stay. You can be a very big part of what we're going to do next year. And instead, according to Kamari Lands, it was a mutual decision. It's what's best for him and best for Louisville. And I think that you are free until we see how it plays out. To read into that, you know, I think lots of implications. For me, I'm going to look at it positively. Like, they want to set the bar even higher than him for next year. And I'm, I am excited about that the fact that they seem to be aiming better than whatever year two Kamari lands might be at that spot. That's a good thing, Dave. I, I'm not discouraged by that.
2: No, but they just they got to land it. You know, I'm glad that they understand the uh, expectations, but understand that like they need to understand that this is further sort of isolating. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's not on anybody else. That's the nature of his position, especially when you go 4-28. and 28. Like it's you better understand the stakes of, of year two in this situation, and it's been a dicey road. Not just obviously with how bad the play's been, but how Kenny Payne has communicated with the fan base, you know. And, and it and it reared its head again this week, you know, with his answers in the post game press conference, which I'm sure you spent plenty of time over the last couple of days talking about. But it, it's a um, post game press conference. I'm not familiar with what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're not sure. Yeah, you never. What, we we what, didn't touch on it. What game? What Which game, game was talking? it? <laughs> Which game? <laughs> what, what question? Uh, just a standard question. Texas
1: says this. Are we
2: surprised
1: that Lands is the first to come out? No, for this reason. I think he probably reasonably thinks of all the people on the team that can go into the portal with options or mm. with, a, with, with the best um, expectation for a, being well-received in the portal, it, I think it's unquestionably him. All, because he's young, and, and any of the and negatives touted, you yeah. might, yeah, any of the negatives that you might have held out for him after this year, you're going to be able to at least attribute some of that to just I'm waving my hands at basketball. You know, just whatever all the stuff that was happening this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't. He's he's the one I think that is most justified in thinking he can find a decent landing spot. So I'm not surprised he's first for that reason.
2: Yeah, I think that like my my answer is 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 kind of twofold where one it's i'm surprised that he was one of the like i was hoping he would be one of the guys that came back but not surprised that if he's going he would get it out there early you know what i mean because of all the reasons you stated he was highly touted coming out of high school he can attribute probably most of his struggles to um look at everything that just happened on this team (laughs) and um he has a pre-existing relationship with a lot of uh, top level staffs so i I'm not surprised that he got in the border early. All
1: right, let's uh, take a quick break here. We will come back, uh, and I want to go kind of to the other side of this coin, that I think that there is a criticism of Kenny that he opens himself up to, if he if it, if it's really true that Kamari the Kamari lands leaving was a mutual decision. There is a criticism of Kenny that I think he needs to be prepared to speak to the next time he speaks, you know, publicly about this that I I think we should discuss here on the other side here on the drive on back. With
0: the Kroger app, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in store, same low prices, same personalized deals.
3: Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. Goodbye
0: Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now here's Mark Ennis and
2: Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull.
1: Welcome back into the drive here on ninety three nine, The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. Worth uh, pointing out here, and we'll we'll probably be doing this throughout the show for the next few days. Uh, the coaching carousel spins, and today, just today, uh, we have had the introduction of Red Autry as the new head coach at Syracuse. And the termination of Josh Pastner and now Mike Anderson at St. John's. That follows Patrick Ewing yesterday with Georgetown, uh, and we are now officially in who can outbid the other for Rick Pitino uh, time. And Love Rick it. Pitino is now. It's amazing. Six years later, we are, we are, we're about to watch at least three teams because Georgetown's interest in him is reported and known. St. John's interest in him is reported and known. And Rothstein, John Rothstein, is reporting that Texas Tech is extremely interested in Rick Pitino uh, as well. Patino uh, and Lubbock, so, huh? Well, there's that's three uh, that are going to be interested in him. Uh, and if I was a Georgia Tech fan, fan, I'd be furious if they didn't at least try. I don't know if that's on their radar uh, or not. But that's three uh, with him. Of the three of them. Almost no part of me can imagine him going to Texas Tech not because I think he would love you know big twelve basketball with Baylor and Kansas and Kansas State and all that but the one that's not going to have Texas or Oklahoma and he's going to be spending you know Memphis and and Orlando and all like I don't think that he wants to go to Stillwater and Ames and all he wants to be in the Big East and if I if you ask me to bet right now, I think my man wants to play in the Madison Square Garden and he wants to coach St John's
2: yeah I think I think listing those three it's it's St. John's, Georgetown, Georgetown, and then there's like the biggest chasm you could think of, and then Texas Tech. Yeah, there are it's the stories, Grand Canyon, and then Texas Tech.
1: We there are stories galore uh, about when Louisville was rumored to be going to the Big Twelve alongside West Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, when they uh, were sort of misleading, you know, at the time about that, and that that Patino was happy that they had found a place. But not happy about what that place was going to look like. No. Uh, in the Big 12, he does not want to fly in and out of Ames, Iowa. He wants to. He wants to go up and down the East Coast and there's, coach basketball. There's
2: a different level to it because, like, uh, I mean, people can make arguments. Well, Kentucky was in Lexington. It's like, yeah, but it's Kentucky basketball and Louisville is Louisville. You know, it's a, it's a decently sized city, and we ended up playing in the Big East. Like, it was perfect for Rick. Uh, there's a big dis- difference between. Louisville and Kentucky in the Eastern time zone and being in proximity to major cities and then ultimately playing in the conference that Rick loved and was familiar with and being able to, to spend a bunch of time in New York and the East coast and Ames, Iowa. Like there's such a big difference (laughs) culturally between everything going on in the Eastern standard time and the great Plains States, you know, like it's just, there's nothing there, man. There's, 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 cornfields and then college towns you know like there's just a lot of wide open spaces and culturally it's completely different and just
1: unless rick loves steak who doesn't well that's true but he absolutely wants uh if he wants steak the big 12 is where it's at
2: right yeah, you you Texas he, steakhouses. You can go to Omaha. I would, you know, bet, Nebraska I would bet Nebraska's
0: Farm
1: that he ends up uh, at St. John's, but St. John's officially is open now. You know, as of this morning, that wasn't even true. I'd yeah. be I'd be willing to bet you any amount of money that he ends up there, and uh, good for him, good for them. Uh, I we had mentioned the fact that we let off the show with the news today, the first of what we expect to be a ton of roster movement, uh, and, and sort of calibrating what our expectations are for the 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 offseason and the roster turnover, if it's set at a mutual decision, you know, reportedly told uh, Tipton with uh, with on three, not Jerry Tipton, uh, the, on three that this was a mutual decision. So you would imagine, you know, that, that Louisville, if, it, if that's true, then Louisville setting the bar at not even Kamari lands is enough to sort of, to do a year two. I said, interesting, but it's at least consistent with kind of the, the overall, narrative put out by kenny and and the staff and such that this was an incorrigible group i couldn't reach and the emphasis is going to be on the default is going to be to to turn this thing over but i do think it opens him up to one criticism and i hope that you know by the next time he does a sit down uh with with all of us that there's a that that he's prepared to speak to this question if it's true that, you know, they have a meeting and they're like, Kamara, I think you'd be best served going somewhere else, what have you. I think it's fair to at least ask why is it okay to fire Kamari lands after one year, but it's not okay to fire you after one year. I, I think I'm not saying you have to, but I'm saying you should at least be prepared for people to be like, you can make a decision about a player after one year, but we can't make a decision about you after one year. Mm. I, he should be prepared to at least be asked that maybe by me but he should <laughs> at least be prepared to be asked that question and I think it's if he has a good answer for it then so be it that's great you know one of the things that I hate about coaches in general I don't think Kenny's necessarily like this but one of the things I I don't like about coaches sometimes is they get mad uh, when you ask him some questions when sometimes the question that's being asked of you is an opportunity for you to sort of put something to bed. Yes. And and instead they sort of look at it like you're picking. I'm not saying Kenny necessarily did that, but sometimes coaches in general do that.
2: Well, I think he was, and I realize you guys have already talked about this, but I think it was a little indicative of, of the entire conversation, those, those post game questions the other day. And, and, he did come off extremely defensive with two questions that were very easily answerable, uh, because I mean, newsflash for everybody out there, you are evaluated after every single season. Sure, it was an extremely easy answer. It's like I, I'm Josh and I have been in communication all year, and I'm sure we'll sit down after this, after I get back to Louisville and have a conversation about how we can work together to to do better next year. You know, and. If you ask about the staff, you say, I evaluate my staff every season because that's what head coaches do. It doesn't implicate that you're going to fire anybody. You're not committing to making changes. You can answer that question so easily without coming off defensive or anything. Like, they were just layups. It's just two more unforced errors. I don't care how poorly the question was asked, you know, and it's just like I don't want to spend too much time or too many calories on, on those type of things because we have a lot of really meaty things we can talk about, you know, and, 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 and um, stuff of more consequence, but it is just sort of more indications of like, how dare you ask me this? You know, I, I do like, it just feels like I've been getting a lot of that from the pro Kenny camp, you know, like, well, you were the whole like attitude of you were silly to think we were going to win more than four games this year, <laughs> you know, like you were this, this that, and, like, how dare you question this? And it's just like, all right, man. You're right. Everything's great. I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: but do you, uh, don't you think that that's that is at least a a fair criticism, or at least a question he needs to be prepared to speak to? Yeah, like I think there's you, an answer how, there too. But one year, you you hey, Kamara, this isn't cutting it. But you, I would think that the like the freshmen that he signed, they would be most likely to be kept mm-hmm. uh, and and least likely to open him up to this criticism. But I think, you know, the next time we get to talk to him, he should at least be prepared to talk about, like, how can you make kind of a final decision about a guy after one season, given the cloud and what you inherited and all this? Like, why doesn't the things that diminish what our expectations for him should have been why do they not apply to Kamori Lanes? right? I, uh, he should be prepared
2: to to to, to answer that That's and all I'm saying. It, well, even deeper than that, like we can go we can go on this a little bit. even more relevant, maybe, a guy like Fabio Basilli, who was completely one hundred percent his recruit that he brought in late in the process and technically reclassified even though he was reclassifying back to his original class like if he ends up moving on, and we I've heard plenty of scuttle that he's going to end up moving on like that's i think a bigger indictment you know and and, and i realize it's different it's a different conversation you're talking about a coach who's in charge of of players and and you're not sure about 18 year olds and you can miss on that a lot more than you can miss maybe on uh or be held less accountable i don't know like you you don't know what you're getting as much with 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 kids and everything like that but i it's a tough question when we talk about josh Hurd having to uh Evaluate Kenny after one year, and well, you can't possibly do this, can't possibly do that. It's like, man, you're you're cutting ties with a with a player after one season, or maybe your entire recruiting class from last year, which would be quite something, and somewhat of an indictment of your ability to evaluate fit.
1: Well, I think in the end, Dave, like when we get to the end of uh, this season, and and then either. Kenny gets it turned around and we can kind of look back on it and at least think about it in terms of, like, the origin story. Or if he gets fired after next year or whatever, we can look back on the beginning and at least kind of try to diagnose what the hell happened. Uh, I I don't... We're going to need to see what next year's roster looks like to maybe get a better idea of what they were looking for. I agree. But, like, it's not the worst... It's, it's not crazy to say that if they get, say, Dennis Evans this weekend and Trenton Flowers and he's going to reclassify on the 17th and you're, maybe you're going to be involved with, say, Davion McKnight or, and Sky Clark 2 and stuff like that, that, that there might really have been more to the quote-unquote cloud discussion as a hindrance last year than, than we gave it credit for at the time. If they are able to roll right out there, and, and there's your, your group of guys that they're going to add to the signees already, that's
2: that would seem to be consistent with that, would it not? Yeah, I think it would be. I mean, I don't, I don't, I think we've given plenty of credence to the the cloud conversation, though. Like, I really do. I, I, I just think that we've been critical of his ability to build the roster past those, you know, those those swings and misses. You know, we didn't hear about those second and third level guys that he didn't get uh i i think we've given them plenty of plenty of grace because of the cloud i i just uh okay maybe not us
1: but like people who are dismiss it as a factor at all
2: yeah which, which was i think was always wrong-headed but yeah if that's if that's yeah. the case then yes um uh, and and i think that you could probably factor in nil as well i think there's been a change on nil uh throughout this year um i think that uh He's clearly has to embrace it this offseason and it's already rumored that he has, you know, and I, I know that they have a big bag to work with um, and hopefully they employ it uh, judiciously and we get a fine array of transfers and we can say, yeah, last week, last week or last year was all the cloud. And that was the biggest hindrance to us recruiting in the, in the portal. And now uh, watch Kenny cook. Like I hope all of those things are true.
1: All right, well, let's open up the phones here, let you guys jump in. 8150939. on a, uh, a Friday here, a freaking cold Friday, which I'm, I'm done with this. I've reached <laughs> that place. Are you like this? I reach a place where I get, like, my first sense of warmth, like, just a mm. little bit. And I'm like, I don't want cold another day of my life. But there's always one more Empire Strikes Back kind of thing from the cold. And then spring finally gets here.
2: We sometimes air. get the second one too. Like it's it's I like know. we get, we think we're done, and then all of a sudden it's like forty degrees on Thunder Day, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, why? It's a, it's April twenty second. Like with me, you know, I, I'm not nearly as affected by the cold, but even I, am that way. Where if I have a couple of really warm days on the golf course, where it's just, you know, it feels like sp- late spring and almost summer to me, at least. Um, then we go back to. 45 degrees on the golf course i'm like well this this sucks this isn't as fun yeah. <laughs> no <did>. All right. <laughs> even even
1: let's, me who, who likes the cold weather let's get uh, jason in here to start things off here jason welcome into the drive on i think what's up buddy
4: hey what's going on guys D- as dave how you doing bud hey man um so um, i don't i'm not disagreeing with like your the the the, the premise of um uh, You should evaluate Kamari Lance, or Kenny Payne should be subject to the same evaluation that Kamari Lance is. However, uh, a different different perspective to it around the idea that, like, the the picture that was painted with that, with the way that you uh, described was kind of like, you know, Kenny called Kamari into the office and was like, Hey, listen, Kamari, it's you, not me. I think you need to leave. And then they put out that it was mutual. But when in reality it could have been, Kamari went in there. He was like, "Hey, listen, this is what I see for myself. This is what I want to progress to." And Kenny was like, "Well, this is what I need from you." And Kamari came to the realization, "Hey, I can't give you that. Like, I don't think I can get there. Uh, maybe, maybe there's a better place for me." And hopefully, right, that that is the way this is going because you know we want the best for this outcome. But, but that's entirely
2: fair. You no, know, I, don't, I don't think I, the, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that little, at all. Yeah.
4: Yeah, a little bit, and not that it didn't happen in the way that he walked in and was like, listen, Kamara, you don't belong here. That could have absolutely happened. But, uh, you know, the the, the hope is that he is, again, meeting with these players and with his staff because I think everybody calling that out, whereas I'm fully behind uh, uh, Kenny Payne and everything he wants to try to do here because I think if it's successful, it's absolutely worthwhile. You know, there's still yep. a high possibility he fails. And, you know, that's the same for any coach, though. Yep. Uh, we, But I, I, I'm, I'm fully behind it, and I'm hoping he's doing the exact same thing with the coaches because I do think there's some, some gaps, and I don't know that, you know, as much as I want Nolan Smith to be the right guy, sometimes I'm wondering if he wasn't the favorite son at Duke for a reason, right? You know, Coach K knows what he's doing, so... And he was they they weren't looking at him to take to take to take his place. So um, I'm hoping that it goes well, just like you guys do. Um, yep. we'll see uh, there's a lot of stuff that's gonna start moving, I guess real soon, and that would be Very an awesome thing just to see over the over the next four weeks to see one thing that shows positive swing so that everybody can feel better.
1: Appreciate the call, Jason. Thank you so much. Uh, I would think in terms of just, like, some positive momentum here, I mean, let's get Dennis Evans committed here before he leaves over the weekend. I want to come on here, uh, and I want to do a show on Monday with Dennis Evans, a Cardinal. That would be awesome, because then I only have to wait until Friday to perhaps do another one uh, with another pretty highly rated kid. Uh, from uh, in Trenton Flowers who perhaps might be both committing to Louisville and reclassifying uh, there's always the possibility of that as well uh, when we've got that sound Paul B Cardi was on uh, today on the V show uh Nikki V and uh, uh, Mark Lieberman talked with him uh, and some pretty glowing endorsements of some of the guys who are already committed in Caleb Glennon and, and Curtis Williams so I want to play that you know at, at some point but we've got full phone lines let's keep it going let's get Marvin in here next Marvin welcome into the drive on the Thunderbolt. what's up buddy?
5: What's going on, gang? Hey, buddy. Hey, man, what's going on? I, I agree with what you guys were saying about what is the explanation and is it mutual between Kamari Lands and Kenny Payne. Because if you can get rid of him after one year, why can't the school get rid of you? Look, you either got it or you don't got it. Uh, Kenny's a great high character guy. I like him as a person. What would have, what would have helped Kenny Payne out is going somewhere else to coach first as an a as a head coach.
0: Mm, yeah.
5: And uh you know, this whole thing with uh, Rick Pitino, man, you know I miss the guy. I know I can't dwell on it, but you know, he is lawful. When you think of Rick Pitino, you think of lawful basketball man. Uh man, I, I'm I'm lost with this. This this four game, I, I, I don't care how you recruit. I mean you can't tell me that this team didn't have enough talent. And I know talent alone does not win games. But nobody can tell me that this team did not have enough talent to win more than four freaking games, man. I mean, come on. This was embarrassing. We are embarrassed as a fan base, as a school. And and and, and, and me personally, I don't want to give them another year. I don't. I, I don't. I, I I just either got it or you don't. Kenny does not have it right now. I'm not saying that he won't in a few years. This team needs discipline. They got enough talent. They need discipline. There's no defense on this team. I don't know what you guys think, but but I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. and I, and, and, and real quick, I am anxious to see what he does within the next 30 days. Same. He's got to show me something. If I'm if I'm that flag director, he's got to show me something in the now. You know, he's uh he's really let me, you know, let us down, man. That's the way I feel, man. Even Dick Vitale, I mean, he tweeted about this. It's embarrassing. It, it really is. They're not that bad, talent-wise. We have top twenty talent. Let's be honest. They're not. I didn't say top ten, top five, top twenty, though. <laughs> They're not that bad. They just need discipline. one. I right, let you guys finish up, man. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it, call. I I
2: will I will kick back on the top twenty talent. Um, but agree. they were not. They don't have four win talent. Like it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you know that's and,
1: right. That's right. And, and Kenny's got to get better at that. I think. The the like the most optimistic and like the most friendly interpretation of this is that he thought when he took the job that he could reach Sidney Curry and Roosevelt Wheeler and Jalen Withers uh, in particular, t- like he could reach them and get them to play better than we've ever seen them play, with with a, you know, a more nurturing approach than they had received under Chris Mack. And he didn't. It didn't work. And those guys are a third of the roster. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, 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 and really, you know, they, they're concentrated at a place that should have been the strength of the team, and it turned out to be a disaster. That's the best interpretation is that the ghost of John Wooden wouldn't have been able to reach somebody who just doesn't care that much. But what the, the problem for Kenny is, if that's true, he doesn't really get to have a middling year next year. You know, like, if yeah. I, I shot every bullet I've got, I, I employed every trick I've got, I, I did everything I know how to do, and nothing reached them, well, then it needs to look awesome next year. He doesn't really get to have the the in-between level next year. And maybe, maybe he does. And, and may, like, maybe he really does get, like, exactly what his most ardent defenders have kind of said, that, you know, turn this roster over majorly, now that the cloud's not here, they get a ton of
2: really good players.
1: Like, maybe that happens, and if so, man, let's just be happy about it. Maybe
2: so. Yeah. There's Maybe. a text. Uh, this is kind of funny to me, just because the text says you Busters are ridiculous. Kamari wasn't his recruit. Mm. He re-recruited Kamari when he got here. You know, like that's that's how that works. If Kamari <laughs> Lance doesn't count, come on, man. That, right. That wasn't his recruit either. Like he Kamari, wanted him here. He re-recruited that's The only him when he Louisville got here.
1: coach Kamari Lance has ever played for.
2: Kamari Kamari could have gone. By the way, any also- number of places when Kenny was hired, he reaffirmed his re- commitment. I went over the stories today because I was looking at some of his other options, you know, when he was coming out of high school and what he might have, where he might end up in the transfer portal. And I re- reread the stories after Kenny Payne was hired and he recommitted, you know, to Kenny Payne personally. And it's like, dude, Kenny could have said, kick rocks, you're not what I want. And Kamari would have had dozens of places he could have gone, including Kansas. But also,
1: like, the funny thing, like this is a instructive. This is a good, in texture, I appreciate you sending this text so that we can speak to it. This is a great example of sometimes people are having an argument that we're not having. Right. And so here's someone who is reflexively defensive of Kenny Payne, no matter what anyone says, who is accusing us... Of, calling us busters, which I love. Which I, please please keep
2: doing that. That's fine with me. That's fine. We're good. But
1: Kamari wasn't his recruit. We're not being critical of Kamari Lance. Yeah. That's the thing. We're not saying he can't play here. You and I both said explicitly he's one of the ones we would have been absolutely fine with bringing back. And so that kind of garbage, uh, reflexive, defensive text doesn't help anybody, and it just shows you're a bad listener. We're not being critical of KP for signing him. We're not being critical of him leaving. What we're saying is it's interesting that the bar is high, so high, that if it's truly mutual, it's fascinating that even Kamari Lands isn't what they're looking for for Nyxia's roster. I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's good.
2: I'm I don't, wholly I don't, encouraged by it. I, don't, like, I, 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 I accept your encouragement. let's get jack in here before we hit uh, the
1: the top of the hour thank you jack welcome into the drive on driving what's up
0: hey appreciate you guys taking my call real quick on kamari lands though he was a syracuse decommit when he committed here so i don't know if it's as like cut and dry as he could have gone anywhere but you're right well
2: he he decommitted because of nil we talked about that last last uh, segment but
0: like but like you guys are right he could have gone anywhere i just wanted to say though um like I think every Louisville fan would agree that Kenny Payne overestimated how easy it would be to get players last offseason, and I just hope he doesn't do that again. I hope like this year's version of the bubble isn't other coaches telling you know players that are on the team and like players that might come here, hey they're four and twenty eight, why would you want to go there? Right. Um, I think it's definitely worrying that'll happen. And real quick, I wanted to say um, I really appreciated your take on Monday, Mark Guinness. Um I don't get why. Louisville fans are advocating for Chris Beard to take the job. That's kind of insane oh God, after what yeah. he did. Oh, yeah. Why would Why would you want to give him a job? Um, keep the same energy for Drew Diner, though. That's all I'll say. You know, have a good one. Appreciate uh,
1: the call there. I don't make that call either.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: I I don't have to speak to that. I don't make either one of those calls. And I, by the way, I'm not advocating that Chris Beard don't get a job or can't work somewhere. I'm just saying I don't want to hear. I, personally, would like a break from being the place where people bathe their reputations. Mm -hmm. I think we've all earned a break from that. That's all I've ever said about that. Yep. All right. We'll take a quick break here. We'll continue on this discussion here on the other side. On the drive when I thin
3: the boat.